You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. I am Tracy, Emma's mama. And I am Julie, Gus's mom. And today we have on the phone with us, Levi's mama, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hello. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I, well, kind of, I personally know Amanda because we went to the same high school together, even though I'm, you're much younger than me. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. You guys were not in the same class. No, so I didn't know. I didn't know about her. Yeah. Um, I've go- I went to school with some of your family members that were around my grade. But I just it's interesting that loss it. I, I oh, mean, it affects everybody. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what? Newsflash. Well, News well flash. wait. No, didn't you work with my mom? Okay. Stop the train. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. When I, I forgot about that. Where was that at? At Coldwell Banker. Oh. I was the receptionist and yes. I was pregnant with our first, Jackson. And yes, your mom was one of the realtors. That's, yes. But she didn't. Okay. I, sorry, Tina, but I don't think she talked about you that much or I just was busy. No. I was in my own world, right? So, I mean, I don't think you ever came in and I met you, so I didn't know she was your mom until later. If that happened, you probably wouldn't have like put put it together. Yeah, you know, I didn't have those pieces Mm -hmm. to put together. No, right. I just met like there's even like further back connections. Yes, you know who you were. Like you know everybody, but (laughs) and everybody said that today. (laughs) Tracy knows everybody. And some, it seems like that in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so Amanda. Um, where, where did you grow up and tell us a little bit about, uh, how you met your husband, Scott. Okay. Um, (laughs) I actually grew up in Edinburgh. Um, my mom still lives at the same property where they, well, when I was six months old, they moved there, but, um, went to DM, go Lancers. Go Lancers. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how old you are, you still like go back to your high school mascot. (laughs) Yeah, and we just moved back into the district. So Gavin will be a Lancer. I'll always oh, be a Lancer. Oh, yes. Good job, Mama. <laughs> well done. Um, but Scott moved from Mill Creek out there. Oh, Go Trojans. I, I always... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we fighting. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It, it was... No, that's okay. I think it's either sixth or seventh grade. I really... I can't remember which, but like 12, 13, I don't know. We met... Um, we actually rode the same school bus and um, we we became friends like immediately. You know, he was like the cute new kid, little like tan blonde kid mm-hmm. and everyone had a crush on him. So he's like my middle school crush. Um, and then we kind of like started liking each other but never really did anything about it until 10th grade um he like asked me to be his girlfriend or whatever and then we went to the homecoming dance together in 10th grade um and then we decided like we would rather be friends and oh that didn't go uh, well yeah (laughs) 
you know, like sports were important. (laughs) You got friend zoned. Who friend zoned? Oh, I was devastated. I don't really know about him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, teenage girls. But so we fast forward um, a couple years. Now we're in college and I had just recently broke up with uh, like a high school, like my senior year high school boyfriend two years into college. So I was like, you know, single, ready to mingle. (laughs) And um, Scott and I didn't really talk much when I was with that kid. Like we kind of both went our separate ways and got jobs and were in college. So we were just busy. Um, But our parents stayed friends throughout the whole thing. So we would see each other here and there, but um, we started hanging out again and um, got back together like the spring semester of our sophomore year of college. And that was in 2010. Yeah. So you both went to local universities? Edinburgh. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, you know, we would see each other, but didn't really hang out much until we finally started dating again in college in 2010. And then um, we got engaged in December of 2015 at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Ooh, those roles did <laughs> like it for you. Our jam, yeah. <laughs> no crazy fancy engagement story there, just just us. Aww. Yeah, it was perfect. But um, And then we got married in October of 2016 um, on the first day of archery season. Wow, um, how'd you pull that one off? <laughs> Still haven't lived it down. <laughs> you yeah. ruined his archery season. Yeah. He showed up. He all, he like threatened he the whole up. way leading up to our he wedding. That Good job. He's like, I'm I'm going hunting, so if I get a deer, I might be late. But no, he didn't. But yeah, that means um, he really loves you. And he showed up to your wedding on the first day of archery. Season. He's uh, a keeper. Yeah, we'll keep him. But. What did that look like? the conversation about starting your family. Did you talk about that while you were dating or not seriously until yeah. afterwards? Yeah. Um, hey, so I actually babysat his nieces, his sister's like seven years older. So she had kids well before we did. And I babysat them ironically when we were no longer dating, like in between high school and college. So That's funny. Um, yeah, they like they've called me aunt Minnie. Their entire oh, lives, I like we that. weren't even, yeah, it wasn't even like technically their aunts, but it was like a foreshadow. Yeah. His his mom and sister claim, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so his brilliant. mom and sister claim they knew we were going to be married one day. But um, so the kiddos conversation. Um, I always knew I wanted to have kids. I used to think I wanted to have a lot, uh-huh. uh, like eight, <laughs> but you know that was before you know, what financial and mental and emotional tolls it takes on your body and your relationships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but, um, we never like, you know, I think when we like Scott and I talked about having kids, it was never like, well, I want to have this many. Well, I want to have this many. It was just, we just knew we were going to have kids. We've never really decided like how many, but yeah, we knew we were going to eventually, um, and not really, didn't really talk about when, like how soon okay. after we got married or anything, but, um, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we got pregnant with Levi, like, um, 
Well, you got married at 16. Yep. And I think I was like, well, two, three months later, I think we're February when we were expecting. I think so. (laughs) It's like so long ago. I know. It's like close (laughs) your eyes and envision it and then it'll come back to you. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So. Okay. So you found out you were pregnant. Um, did you say February of, of then 17? Yes. Okay. And were you, were you sick? What, what tipped you off yeah. to take a pregnancy test? Um, I've always been like psycho about tracking my periods. Um, so I was on birth control. Is this like an okay topic to talk yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I was on birth control, like in high school in the beginning of college, but I, decided to go off of it just for like personal health reasons and became really adamant on those period trackers and knowing like all the things you need, you should know. And so I was just constantly tracking them. And then all of a sudden I was late and took a test. I don't think I had any symptoms. I think I just knew you're just like, that in tune to your body. I'm like, yeah. I'm like four or five days late. I should have definitely started by now. And I was like, I'm a normal, regular, like 28, di- 28, 29, 30 day. Nothing crazy. So. Cycle, yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of knew. Did you only take one test? Yeah. There's two type of people. There's the <laughs> type of person that takes one test and is like, it's pregnant. Believes it. Yeah. It's positive. <laughs> and then there's the other one that's like, I need 15 tests. One in each brand. Yeah. Different I don't stores. know if I see the line. Get the other one. Get the digital. Digital. I still need another one. All different times of day. Morning. Yes. Yes. Sunlight morning, coming in. Morning bathroom time. Afternoon. Yeah. Totally. Amanda's a one one pregnancy test kind of girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, you know, so when, when a loss or something like this has never really happened to you or someone close to you, you don't really think of all those things like right. whether it's a fertility thing or like yeah you know carriage loss blah 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 so and the blissful it, phase only, yeah, yeah being 26 i was like young perfect time to have babies blah 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 so i was like this is it it's uh, all going according to plan yeah, or, yeah. so you i'm sorry go ahead. well i was gonna say where was scott was he at work how did you tell him gosh how did i tell <laughs> the kids well, these days um, they come up with all the like the, yeah, the fun. Well, Pinterest, Pinterest was just yeah. starting to come out then. And yeah. I only know that because I was pregnant too around that time. And I remember like, how am I going to tell Mike? This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm going to Pinterest it. <laughs> Bombarded I with ideas. I don't think I did anything crazy. I really don't remember. So She went to Texas for know, a house. <laughs> Back to where it all started. With the rolls. <laughs> <gasps> that would have been great. Where were you before? That would have been hilarious. Oh my gosh. No. Contact Julie um, at emasfootprints.com. Get out of here. Okay, sorry, go on. No, that's okay. Um, I, oh, I, okay, it's coming back to me now. Because I was going to say, these, like, the second two pregnancies were much, much funner. But I was actually at work on a Friday night. I, okay. No, I lied about the tracking thing. Well, kind of. Like, I tracked it, but that's not how I knew I was at work. It was a Friday night and I had like just the tomorrow was going to be like my last day. I was going to get a new job. <laughs> Talk about timing. And somebody walked into the break room and was like heating up their food. And I was like, that smells really good. What is that? 
and it was like chicken they had just soaked in like frank's red hot and i was like ew i literally can't stand hot sauce i don't like frank's especially like why would i think that smelled good yeah Oh. And she's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, I don't think so. Interesting <laughs> like, follow-up question. Yeah. To hot yeah, sauce. Yeah. So I walked back out and ended up running into someone else we went to high school with. And they were, you know, asked the stupid question of when are you guys going to start having babies? And I'm like, oh, haha. Like, I don't know. We don't really have a plan. Blah, blah, blah. Like back to back. Literally these things happened as I was walking out of the break room. That person mentioned that. So weird. So I worked till 9.30, it was retail, <clears throat> and went and bought a test on my way home and took it, and within, like, the first two or three minutes or whatever, it was not, like, there was no second line, so I was like, okay, I'm fine. Threw it in the trash. <laughs> um, well, then I went to bed and got up at, like, 2, 2.30 in the morning to go to the bathroom. I was like, let me just pull it back out of the trash can, right? Sure enough, there's two lines, like right, you know, yeah, right on the whatever mm-hmm. positive, like clear as day. So, oh, it's all coming together now. It was not February. I think we conceived in February because <laughs> this, this is morning, all a lie. <laughs> Valentine's all Day. To me. I can't believe I like forgot. It, no, I, it's okay. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I think our listeners can relate yeah, to yours. that. <laughs> Yours just turned 16, so... Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. I can't remember what happened last week. <laughs> um, Jackson got his driver's license. Yeah, that's, thank you. <laughs> no. um, so, anyway, so the next morning is like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm just laying in bed wide awake. My eyes are, like, huge. And Scott, like, wakes up and gets up. And I think he was on his way to get ready for work or something, and I didn't have... I didn't have to be up yet, but I got up while he's in the bathroom and I like hid it in the um, medicine cabinet, the test. And I like pulled it out. I was like, here you go. And he's like, is this a joke? And I was like, what? No, because it's literally April Fool's Day. I'm not kidding you guys. I told my husband I'm pregnant on April 1st. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't think about that. I, yeah. I had no idea because. Like yeah. that wasn't a plan. I just didn't know how else to tell him. So yeah, no, he, we, I think he like went outside to whatever, start the truck or something. I, I can't remember all the little, little details, but mm-hmm. he came back and he's like, so you're really not kidding. I was like, no. And I'm sorry. I didn't realize it's April 1st, but I would never, ever yeah. like, this is one of the most cruelest things to do on April Fool's day, but no, this is real. This is mine. <laughs> so, um, but he was excited. We were both really excited immediately. Like I said, we, never really had a timeline it was kind of we're both like one of those let it happen when it happens type of people so yeah um we just immediately yeah got really excited and started planning when we were going to tell people Mm. that's fun how was the rest of your pregnant had you know beginning pregnancy oh my god how were you feeling like i didn't really have terrible nausea but um so i like i said i just it was like my last day of the previous job and I was starting a new one that following Monday. Um, and so my office at that place was upstairs kind of like off the lunchroom where everyone would eat. And so, excuse me, um, whenever it was like lunch hour or whatever, I had like my own, there's like a bathroom upstairs and like the break room bathroom was all upstairs. But, um, we were all like sitting outside in the lunchroom eating. And I think I had a, 
salad. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a salad. Lettuce seemed to upset me the most when I was mm. in my first trimester. But I like just ran, like stood up from the table and like ran away from everybody to go to the bathroom. And I hadn't told them yet because I was still so new and it, I was terrified. I literally just started this new job and I was terrified to tell them I was pregnant because I probably wouldn't have started a new job if I knew I was pregnant. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But anyways, so I like ran to the bathroom and ended up getting sick. But um, just like quick little, like that was, I think the only time I recall being sick my entire first pregnancy was just that one little salad that (laughs) just wasn't sitting with me. So mostly uneventful. So overall a healthy pregnancy. Boring. Boring. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more of your story. We hope you are enjoying this podcast. If you would like more information on Emma's Footprints, please visit our website at emmasfootprints.com. To all of the families on their grief journey, we see you, we support you, and we remember your babies. You are not alone. Okay, we're back. So textbook pregnancy and I mean, that's good. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. If it's, you, you know, that's them. all, you know, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It was simple. You know, I loved every minute of it. I did like the, every four weeks took the picture with the writing on the belly. I like made my own Instagram just for this pregnancy. Aww. Like went all out. Yeah. Hmm. Exciting and perfect. And yeah, I loved it. Okay, and when did it start to turn? <clears throat> uh, uh, well, it never really started to turn at all um, until, so <clears throat> in November, um, literally like every single week leading up until November, nothing. Like all my appointments were normal. I have nothing really to report. But um, my, what was your due yeah, date? Um, November 28th. Okay. And... So my aunt was getting remarried in November. Um, It was Saturday, November 11th. And she just had like a little backyard wedding. I know backyard in November in Pennsylvania, but we did it. We made it work. (laughs) And um, my grandparents were, you know, feeling my belly and the baby, you know, Levi was moving and they were able to feel him kicking and got some really cute pictures of like a snowy fall um, cute little outfit I had on and, um, it was great. I <laughs> love that memory, especially now. Cause we've since lost my grandpa, but mm-hmm. I just think about it all the time that like him being able to feel Levi kick. So, but, um, so that was Saturday night and then Sunday morning. So this is all November 12th. Now, um, Scott and I were starting to get ready for, the baby because I'm 37 weeks at this point I'm like 37 four 37 five so um we put the the car seat bases in both our vehicles um I packed a hospital bag the diaper bag I started playing with my breast pump obviously had never used one before so I was like playing with that and just kind of making sure everything was ready as we do we nest in those final couple weeks because Baby could be here any day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we even like went to Walmart, did some grocery shopping, all the like, little things, fine tuning. And um, then we got home and, and on Sundays in the fall, it's walking dead. 
I don't really watch them anymore, but we were big <laughs> Walking Dead people back in the day. And so I just remember we were laying on the couch to watch this episode. <clears throat> and they're like an hour long, I think. Like halfway through it, I like got up, got like some orange juice, drank some water. I kept like fidgeting, going to the bathroom and like laying back down. I was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But at that point, did you feel like, did you feel like something was wrong? Yeah, I, I guess I missed that part. I didn't remember feeling him move all day. Okay. Well, we were busy. We were like running all day. Sure. Like I was not really paying attention. And and your belly's heavy. You're right. You're almost basically full term. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, like, the doctor saying, too, like, if the baby drops, they might move a little less or, like, they move, like, slightly less as you get, like, towards the end or whatever because they're, like, really crammed. But should still be able to feel that move, right? So <clears throat> um, I think by the time the episode was over, Scott started noticing I was, like, not well. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, came over and was talking to my belly and, like, we he's like well get in the shower take a cold shower you know drink some more juice and cold water and we we're just like trying to get the baby to move but we were like well everything's probably fine so we laid in bed and I think at this point it was like 11 p.m 11 30 I'm not really sure and I just can't I cannot sleep and so I called the hospital and I, I called up to the L&D floor just to like talk to a nurse I was like hey, here's what's going on. I don't remember feeling the baby move, but the baby was moving last night. Like, I'm just uneasy. What What do you think? And they're like, well, just come in. Like, what's the big deal? Like, come in. We'll scan you. Then you can sleep. I'm like, okay. So here we are. Off to St. Vincent's in the middle of the night. At least I showered. <laughs> and um, we get there. <clears throat> we go in through the ER at this point because it's after hours so Mm -hmm. you have to go to the er entrance um and they i I think they asked me if i wanted to take the wheelchair up and i was like no i'm fine i'm not in labor like and you know i can walk or whatever i was like what the heck (laughs) are you asking a pregnant woman (laughs) for a wheelchair but i guess if they're in labor that would make sense but i was like annoyed Mm -hmm. and like the whole way down 26th street. Cause we lived in Fairview at the time. So we just drove 26th street down. We were like dead silent. Like we weren't mm. really talking in the car. And then I was like, we're going to get there and this is going to be a waste of our time. And he's like, well, at least we, then we know. And we went, I was so just going to say, what was your gut feeling? Yeah. Uh, and at this point I was like, this is not, like, we're crazy. Like we're overreacting. I was going to say, and did you know anybody at the time that had experienced anything like your story or any type yeah. of anybody come to Lost. mind? Um, you know, like I'd heard of it, but personally, no. Yeah. I mean, early, like I've heard of people or I've known people who have had early miscarriages. Sure. But not like end of third trimester and not, not downgrading any, but like this far along, like a whole baby was like ready to be born kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, I was like, I'm overreacting, right? Yeah. Like this doesn't happen to, this isn't going to happen to me, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, and if you're from the sounds <laughs> of it, it sounds like almost you don't know anybody because also the doctors don't talk about it right just they maybe tell you to watch your movements but they don't really say if what this end scenario is if you right. don't feel the movement right like they don't they don't yeah, just say right count your movements and if not drink this or come in yep yeah. exactly you're right they never really told me why yeah. I should like be. full-term babies can die yeah and those and words do. don't come out of the <laughs> right mouth. no mm-hmm. well yeah so so we get up, we go up to 
what is that the third floor I don't even know the we get up to the L&D floor and I actually so we get there to like check in to triage or whatever it is and the I know one of the L&D nurses she's like my aunt's neighbor so I was like talking to her and like she's like what's going on and I was like blah 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 I'm not feeling the baby move she's like well here come on like let's go and then they get me all hooked up and I think it was a nurse either a nurse or a doctor who put the um and forgive me I don't know what it's called but like when you go in for um non-stress test non-stress test like whatever that band is the heart rate monitor and yeah thank you (laughs) I had got me hooked up to that and they were doing an ultrasound and like almost immediately they like turned to look at us and said there's no heartbeat and Scott and I just like stared at this person like like what is that even a different mean? language? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Like, that doesn't make sense. Does not compute. And they were like, well, um, we're not picking up a heartbeat. There's not a heartbeat on the monitor. There's not a heartbeat on the ultrasound. So they were like, do you want us to call in a sonographer? And I was like, yes, you don't know what you're doing. I want an ultrasound tech in here. Like nurses and doctors don't know how to do this. Like that's not what you went to school for. I was so demanding. Like I, you know, this they for, called this poor ultrasound girl in at like one in the morning to come and tell me the same exact thing that Levi did not have a heartbeat. Um, and at that point, like while we were waiting for the ultrasound tech, Scott and I are still like numb. Like I don't even I don't even think we've processed it yet. But I like asked him to go call my mom. Cause I was like, I don't like, I need, I need backup. I need my mom to fight mm-hmm. for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So he went and I think he called my mom and then his mom. Um, and then they ended up letting like all of our parents and like, Oh my God, literally like my whole entire family showed up. It was like wow. overwhelming, but so sweet. Like, <laughs> but anyway, so my mom got there and like immediately was like, making all these demands and we were just asking all these questions and so confused and like crying and hyperventilating and and Scott is pacing and in and out of the room and I'm like like just this huge like weight on my chest like I just don't understand how could this happen what happened when did he stop breathing why did he stop breathing and and there's like to this day I mean so um we did end up delivering him. I, I did deliver him naturally um, <clears throat> Monday, the 13th. It was like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, 7.15-ish. And um, we, no, I'm sorry. I got induced at 7. He was born at 3.15 in the afternoon. Um, and we That's opted a long for time. Op- That's a long time to sit with those, Yeah, with that. And you were in the hospital the whole yes, time, right? You know? Yep. You didn't go home. Yeah. Not at all. Um, just I just remember like laying in the hospital and like crying. So you labored. You labored. Yeah, the whole time, obviously, um, right? No. Well, well, so when they induced me, I don't think my labor really set in until. Yeah, because okay. it was like a shift change or whatever. So yeah. it was like seven thirty morning, and they brought the team in. So then by the time I started laboring, yeah, it was like maybe five hours. And what do you remember about the team and the nurses and the staff? And, um, I mean, obviously when they come in and do, you know, shift change, uh, we go over our patient and what our stats are. So what do you remember anything from that time? Um, sort of, it's pretty black and white, but, um, I do know they were very respectful. 
and it, it was also really quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could tell they knew what they were doing that this has had happened before. Um, I don't, I don't remember anyone's names, but I do know one nurse specifically was so, so kind. And I wanted to call and like get her name and like send her gift and stuff, but I just never, yeah, I never took that initiative because I was just so angry afterwards. Sure. Like my group, just anger. But um, I do know that the staff, like the whole time while we were there, was incredible. And um, they even, and I, I guess now, like being four years into my grief journey, um, I kind of look at this as like, well, was this like a good thing or a bad thing? I don't really know. But they were under renovation at the time. So they moved me to like, a part of the wing that like wasn't ready yet. So I didn't hear other babies like being born and crying and stuff. So I guess like at the time I appreciated that, but now I look back and I'm like, I don't know. Like, was that weird that they like moved me to my own separate little like ward on the labor and delivery floor because privacy. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, they, so they, um, yeah, they just gave me a nice little quiet area and let as many visitors come and go as they want. Well, this was pre-COVID, I guess, but my um, my dad lived in Pittsburgh and he didn't he wasn't able to get up until like 8 p.m. one night and their visiting hours end at eight and they let him, they even like let him come up and like stay as long as he wanted. They were they were really respectful. I do have to say that, but that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there should be no, I know there's yeah. rules, but there should be no rules yeah. in this yeah. situation. What yeah. yeah. I agree. So when did you hear about Emma's footprints? Um, immediately. I mean, I think I heard about them while we were waiting to deliver. Like, I think he, I hadn't even delivered yet. Um, they bring the information like right away, but um, I think my mom is the one who called. Cause I, think I didn't maybe your call. mom texted me maybe somebody if it wasn't her it was you know one of your family members that I think yeah reached out to me and then at this yeah and I'm not oh go ahead well I was gonna say you know this is our eighth year of the organization so when a loss happens we get contacted um for one mom by multiple yeah avenues you know whether it's a family member or a co-worker right um hospital staff you know we could have three people reaching out for one mom and I think that that was kind of in your scenario yeah too yeah I, um, I like had heard of you guys cause we were, um, pretty close with the founders of the organization, um, new blossoms, new life. Mm-hmm. So like I heard of you guys like in through advertising and all the things. And I think actually my aunt who was ironically that L and D nurses neighbor has gone to your gala, like either one of your first years or two, cause she came and bought a dress one day when I was working at the bridal shop. But, um, Anyway, so, like, of course, I'd heard of it, but I never really understood it. Mm-hmm. I never needed to, I guess. I right. mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad I do now, but I wish even people who hadn't gone through a loss, like, knew more about it. I mean, I guess maybe they do now, but maybe when you first started. I don't know. I just wish I knew more about it beforehand, and yeah. I wish I knew that could have happened Here's to me. Here's the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, if it doesn't happen to you, I think... I, I can speak to because of how much we're growing and speaking on loss that hopefully we're touching people that don't know anybody that mm-hmm. it's happened to, but they know our organization exists. Right. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, it's not anything. You yeah, put unless in, the logo you don't draws put it you in, in your contact yeah. list yeah. on your phone. <laughs> yeah, unless people are like, draws, I've yeah. seen that logo. What do you guys do? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Either this is so gonna Levi the wrong way. Levi or? was born. What's his birthday? November thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. I remember mm-hmm. when you had your loss, Amanda. I had my loss in sixteen, but I don't know why I knew about it. Like I don't remember how I found out. I just remember finding out that your baby died at like thirty eight weeks and I could not believe it. Like I was just like but I was also yeah. new to the loss community, just a different yeah. loss. But I was just like, What? Like when I think you and I have a lot what? of connections, like between us, that we know a lot of similar people through like the hair community, I think. Yeah, I don't think that was it though. It, I think it was mm-hmm. Emma's related because I was oh. really tuned into like, I think Kate Spiegel and, was a big connection. Oh yeah, Kate Spiegel and Trace yeah. or Kristen. I was into yeah because you were hanging with you guys. Yeah, no, right, <laughs> but yeah, and I but I just remember hearing it and being like, this is terrible. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And so you started coming, you came to some, to some support groups, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think I did the virtual ones. I did a couple of the Zoom ones. I don't, th- I don't think I've come in. Oh, I, I came to one in person. I th- yeah, we didn't have Zoom until COVID. Tracy has your signature on a page that you came in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember coming in. Oh, I've come into the office for a couple yeah, of Yeah, well, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't at the office back when we had our losses. That's true. It we was at a different Amazon building. Yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, you're right. I did downtown. You're right. Yes. You're yeah. Right. So you came to that yeah. that location, and yeah. then you were Emma's backyard makeover winners. That's right. One year. No. So we came. That was. I literally never win anything, and <laughs> that was the year. Actually, the funny thing about that is Scott and I were literally in the car. We were driving to Florida, like to go visit my brother, and I was like, I have to hear this. So, like, because you guys were, like, calling the person live on the radio. <laughs> the phone, my phone was connected to Bluetooth? my Bluetooth in the car. And so, like, I literally declined it because I didn't know this number. Right? It was, like, a not safe number. So, I declined the call because, like, no, I have to hear the, I, like, I have to hear who wins. Oh, my it, gosh. Like, no. It was them calling you. That is so funny. <laughs> Did you call again, obviously? Well, I orchestrated it with her mom. Okay. <laughs> you know, to be our middle person. Okay. I don't know why we come up with these crazy <laughs> ideas. And by we, I mean me. Oh, last night. <laughs> hey, we're going to call live on air to the winners. That's <laughs> the so winners declining. Mom, yeah. I think my mom texted me and was like, hey, I'm calling you from work. My phone yes. Oh, oh, my. Your God. mom knew you. She was like, she'll decline that yeah. call. She doesn't know the number. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I, I think I was like, just answer it. Just answer it. And I so then I answered it and... Yeah, it was you guys, and I was like, "Wait, Surprise. what?" No, that's Another awesome. And <laughs> yeah, no, we came up in there with our our team and our skid steer, and that's right, concrete yes. plants made yeah, it, beautiful. it beautiful. We we did made a little spot for Levi, and yeah. then real quick, I mean, I know we're running out of time, yeah. but also, um, I think what's important for our listeners is you know you had your loss in 2017. You know, you, you came to some support groups, you know, we, we, we loved on you with the backyard makeover, um, but you didn't uh, utilize our amazing counselor, Pam, until yeah. a little bit further oh. in your grief journey. 
I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it t- I mean, yeah. this was just like maybe last year. And yep. um, I mean, again, uh, your mom is amazing. I remember her reaching out to me and was just like, hey, can you reach out to Amanda? Uh, and, you know, yeah. I, I never know. I, we, we don't really know who, yeah. who goes to see Pam unless people come like and report back that they've seen her. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, has she seen Pam yet? And you you hadn't. Correct. Correct. No. Yeah. My mom. I mean, that's just how I am. My mom just knows I don't ask for help, mm-hmm. which is why she was the one who called you mm-hmm. initially. And then she's the one who called you to tell me to call. Pam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I mean, my point is, you, you know, yeah, you were it. So, sometimes we think we don't need it. And, oh, we have this mm-hmm. great support system. You know, all these right. things can be true. Right. Oh, well, I went to some support yeah. groups and, oh, you know, yeah, they showed up and, oh, they loved on me with the backyard, you know, whatever. But grief is it's it's not linear and, and it, it's all over oh. the place and different things triggered. I mean, you said you lost your grandpa, you know, we, I know <laughs> you've had a rainbow baby and you're expecting another one. So it can come up at any time. Mm-hmm. And so yep. the, the point is always reach out to us. Yeah. You know, don't say, well, mm-hmm. it's been three years and Emma's um, can't help anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. False. False. That is false. But, and, but you were, you know, I know you said your, you know, your mom reached out to me, but you still have to do the hard work of, mm-hmm. I can, we can all day long say, contact Pam. Here's Pam's email. Yeah. Here's her number. Contact her. And it's still, you have to take the step to do that. Right. And, yeah. and you were, I think in, in a place that you were like, okay, I, I need to take this step. And, and yep. you did. And I think it's been amazing. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm so oh, proud of you. you. So listeners, you know, it doesn't matter how long yeah. it's been. Um, even even if Amanda, you saw Pam maybe in the first couple months, and you came to a place where you're like I'm good, and then a year and a half, two years later, yeah. something pops up, and you're like I I'm not good. I'm not good. You know. No, that that literally is exactly what happened. I just recently reached out to them last week again because it's been mm-hmm. about a year, and I have started getting back into this dark place again. And I was like, nope, gotta call it Pam. Yeah. And you yeah. know, so you know what to do and you know what it looks like. And it, I yeah. just, again, bravo. That's amazing. I think that a lot of <laughs> listeners can relate to that. And mm-hmm. I think that would give them a lot of courage uh, because this, this is a journey and this you is don't just forever. check. Yeah. Yeah. It's this not like forever. I did this, 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 I'm good. I should be good. I should be able to handle this. Yeah. No, we can't do that mm-hmm. to ourselves. Right. It's not fair to anybody around us and right. even, you know, to ourselves. So right. I'm proud of you for, for doing that. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, um, Levi, with us today. Yes, and you and you had a little guy, Gavin, and then you're about to have another baby. Yeah, another baby, a little another girl, baby. A little, little girl. girl. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, um, and we also have a treat for our listeners. We're going to bring her back for another episode oh, right. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to reveal that yet, but. <laughs> There she'll be, be back. She'll be back. Okay. There'll be more. Um, <laughs> so stay tuned. Listen for that. And Amanda, thanks for calling in. Thanks for sharing Levi with us and your journey and being vulnerable and brave and bold. And listeners, we'll um, check back in next week with another episode of Confessions of the Brave and Bold.